Turn in your Bibles to uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Um, I, I know some of you uh, have noticed that I've been talking about uh, the seniors group quite a bit. Those who are uh, got a few more years uh, on them than others. And uh, uh, this is going to be the last week of that. I just want to tell you that. This is the last week. I've looked in the scriptures, at least in the book of Ecclesiastes, where we're going. And we are coming to the conclusion. And so some of you are going, tired of hearing about this. Um, I want to I want to address those of you who are seniors right now. Just a few things, really. Uh, today, like last week, uh, is just a continuing uh, of addressing the young, trying to motivate the young to take uh, heed now, uh, to grab hold of these days, and not just grab hold of them, but to remember God in the midst of them. Uh, and so, but I want to before we get rolling. I just want to give you a few things, those of you who are seniors here today, uh, as you uh, suffer through uh, the message today and last week. If you weren't here last week and you're a senior, uh, you can look back and you can get it online if you want to suffer with the rest of us. But um, the first thing I want to share with you seniors is we need to talk frankly about these things. But not for you, not for you. For those who are young, for those who are young, Uh, I think that you can rejoice uh, as you uh, see some bit of information. Maybe it's in finances or maybe it's uh, uh, a motivation to do things differently in your youth. And and you hear that and you say, oh, I wish I would have known that. But that that ship has sailed for me. But when you hear that, maybe you rejoice in your heart if your son or your grandchildren are next to you listening to that. And in your heart, you go, yes, talk about it more. Talk about it more. Because you know they need it. This is, this is the attitude for us here this morning. Uh, realizing the need for this, this issue of talking about what to do with your youthfulness. So important. Uh, so important for our young people today. Uh, because what will happen? Real easy, right? You, you know what will happen couple of blinks they've wasted it all set up life developed habits uh, that are bad for them and bad for the future generations secondly i just want to encourage you with this Uh, in the book of second corinthians i love this passage my wife reminded me of it as we were talking last night and i was talking about my message with her in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 it says this so we do not lose heart Do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And we're going to be talking about the outer part today. Talked about it last week and how it does fall apart and it does waste away. But I just want to tell you that's just the outer part. That's all it is. It's just the outer part. The inner part is fully prepared for the day. If you've trusted in Jesus, if you know Him, that you're fully prepared. You're lacking nothing for the day. Your body may be falling apart, but inwardly, you are all that you need today in Jesus Christ. And I I, I gain great confidence from that and great encouragement. Uh, 
That which matters is perfectly enough for the challenges of the day. That which matters. That which is going to go on, okay? Uh, in fact, uh, it brings me to my last encouragement for you. Uh, your body and my body, this body, this time down here is temporary. It's temporary. And the, that same passage in 2 Corinthians, it goes on to talk about the temporary giving way to the eternal. And I want you and your hearts to say, bring it on. Bring it on. I rejoice at that idea that one day uh, this temporary body that is designed for a little while, it's, it's something that's just a doofer down here, right? Do for now. Uh, we, we look at this body and we, it's just to tide us over to that which we have and we gain that which is eternal. And so my encouragement to you seniors now. During Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I'd ask that you'd stand in honor of God's word. And uh, I'd like to read to you a section from it today. Chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Remember your, also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain, in, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent, and the, the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look through the windows are dimmed. And the doors on the streets are shut uh, when the sound of the grinding is low, and one rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are afraid also of what is high, and the terrors are in the way. Uh, the almond tree blossoms, and the grasshopper drags itself along, and desires Desire fails because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. Before the silver cord is snapped and the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the, at the fountain or the wheel is broken at the cistern. And the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. All is vanity. God, we ask your blessing on your word. Uh, help us to navigate through it now. Uh, help us to be impressed and changed and uh, shaped into what you want us to be. Give us uh, blessings for the day that would continue on to be blessings and instruction for the week. God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This is part two of preparation uh, for the young. And uh, as we look at being prepared, he's giving us a picture of what it will be at the end. And I, I don't want to just say uh, when you get older, but at the end, at the end, what's going to happen at the end. And some of you are experiencing some of these. Uh, all of us have aches and pains. All of us have this picture of what is to come. And yet you look at this and you realize 
that maybe not all these things are coming, but they are signs toward the end. And this is a warning um, and preparation for the young. You remember in verse 12, verse 1, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, remember your creator. And I always think it's interesting um, if you write a list or something on a list, why are you writing it on a list? Why? So you remember it. Uh, more accurate reason to say that, not that you'll remember it, because you're convinced you're going to forget it, right? You're convinced. Some of us are writing notes about notes, right? Uh Remember to look at the yellow note that is on the other side of your desk. Okay, good. I remember that. You know, that it's this idea that we're constantly trying to remember the things that are important. And there's a simple reason why. Because sometimes we think the important things will be forgotten. And, and what greater importance that can be lost in temporary life is that we have a Creator who's designed us for certain things. And if we forget about Him, we'll waste this life and miss the opportunity. And most importantly, we will not be ready for heaven. Not be ready for it. It's the great uh, danger for the youth, for those who are young, that they'll think that what they see with their eyes, what they want in their heart right now, is all that matters. Um, you know, what a blessing it is. Uh, I've shared this with you the last couple of weeks, but in chapter 11 of the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about, um, in verse 9, it talks about rejoicing in your youth. This, this idea of going after whatever is in your heart, going after whatever your eyes see, but remembering there's an end. And that there's a God who loves you very much that you will have to answer to for the life that you have lived. And so for our young people, you want to encourage them to enjoy life, to encourage them to go after it. But ask the question, is this something you want to answer to God for? Is this something that He would be pleased with in the end? What a great, great freeing message for our young people and even guiding, prioritizing. We look at this and we realize this warning is remember your creator before, before, before these days come, before these days. Um, and last week we looked at the first few verses of these days that are coming. And today we are going to pick up in verse six. God's word. So. um I'm sorry, uh, verse 5. We'll pick up in verse 5. Um, we're going through a list, and last week we looked at them too, the, these things that are coming in the end. The, these things are the last steps uh, before we die or be, when this body wears out. And unfortunately, some of you have figured this out, that the, your body doesn't wear out uh, at the same time, right? Uh, it's not one day. Most of most of you have some kind of ailments and you'll say, you know, my knee's really bothering me. My knee's really bothering me. But my shoulder's fine. Well, my shoulder's fine or, or vice versa. 
or my feet hurt or my back hurts. And, and it's this idea that, that at different times, uh, be, most, most of the time because of our misspent youth, right? You know, most of you can say, oh, I, I played too much football or I did this or I did that. And I, now, I'm, now I'm paying for it. Uh, I'm glad none of you said amen, but I, I saw it on your faces. Um, this idea. And so he's going down a list of things that will maybe mark for us. We want to walk with God. We want to remember him in the decisions before these things happen. And so we pick up in verse five. Uh, as we look at uh, God's word, it says uh, it's speaking of this group of people. It says they are afraid also of what is high and the terrors in the way. And as you look at that, you, you see this, that you want to uh, walk with God. You want to remember your creator before you are afraid of falling. Um, some of you know that uh, we, we did a little construction project on our property and uh, built my mother-in-law a house where she can live in. And uh, um, I'm, I'm kind of a big guy and I, you know, I've never been the most agile guy, even in my youth. And uh, so when you're putting up a house, you know, you put the foundation, everything's fine, you know, I'm fine, foundation, and you put the walls up, hey, we're doing fine, we're still on ladders, and then you're putting the, you know, the trusses up, you know, for the roof, and and then I'm like, no, that doesn't sound like that great of an idea. Uh, the idea of me being at my 200 plus pounds up high and then it got even worse, right? Because then you put the sheeting on the roof and then you're, you're climbing on the roof, which pitch is uh, very, uh, you know, the pitch of the roof. It looks really nice, but it's a little too steep. And, and I didn't want to be up there. And it's a simple reason why. It's a simple reason why. Because I could picture myself falling, but it wasn't the fall that I was concerned with. It was landing. It was landing, right? And it's funny about, uh, uh, you, you know, having, being older, you have a history, right? You have a history. And when you're young, the idea of being up on someone's roof, or like it sounds fun, doesn't it? It's the idea, yeah, it'd be great. And you, you run around there and I watch my boys up on the roof. And uh, I'm a little fearful, by the way. I have young men in my house. And what, what do you folks do? When, when your kids are gone, like they do everything for me now. I need someone to get up on the roof and they're up on the roof. Who's going to get up on my roof when, uh, but you, you get this picture of like, you put it together and, and the older you get, you have, uh, you know, people that have hurt themselves falling off roofs. You, you know, other, you, you've had situations in yourself and you have aches and pains yourself and you put it all together and you say, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm afraid of falling. I, I'm afraid of what's going to happen for me. I, I, I look around and I, I realize that it's not going to, you know, uh, that if I fall, it's not going to be like when I was young. Uh, I would tell you, my son did fall off the roof. He slid off the roof. And uh, you know what he did? He got up. He got up. And he said, oh, that hurt. And he, went, he just went back and did what he was doing. And I go, if that would have been me, you would have had to pick up the pieces on the floor, right? And, and some of you are with me right now. You're thinking about that. And you say, you know, 
I, I, I don't get up on roofs anymore. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm watching. I'm looking at the path. And as you look at this, he says he's afraid of that which is high, but also terrors in the way. The idea of watching and saying, I don't want to step on uneven ground. I want to be careful. I, I, why? Because I'm afraid of falling. I'm afraid of it. Uh, I want to tell you that having young people in your home, they, they're not afraid of it. They're not afraid of falling. It's because they don't know any better, right? But this picture here is this, that before you get to that place where you're afraid of falling or you're afraid afraid of stepping wrong or you're afraid of tipping over or you're afraid of going off the curb, before that, remember your Creator, The preparation for that day comes in walking with the Lord today. Remember your Creator. He goes on and talks about a very common uh, thing. And he says, he he speaks of uh, being afraid of heights and uh, of what is in the streets. And then in verse 5, he says, before the Almond tree blossoms. Picture there most likely is the the gray hair comes. Uh, Fascinating. I I remember as a youth pastor, uh, I'd leave early for seminary and I drive by one of the uh, middle schoolers houses on on my way to seminary. And it was like 530 in the morning and I'd look over and there was one light on one light on. And that light was on for a purpose where the girls from the church went there. And I said, hey, I drove by your house at 530. Your light was on. And she goes, I was doing my hair. I was doing my hair. And she had beautiful hair. She had beautiful hair. And there was a, this idea that says, oh, this is something that I want to show to others. And the picture here is that your hair, and it's funny that I would talk about hair, but um, your hair shows your age. It shows your age. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. In fact, uh, Proverbs tells us that it's a sign of good things, that God's blessing in years that you should be listened to. And yet, uh, I think most of us, we kind of are terrified of that because it tells something. And he says, you know, before your hair changes like the almond blossoms, you know what you want to do? You want to remember your Creator. Think about Him. You want to consider Him in every step that you take. And you think about the steps that are taken by those who are young. Where do I live? What's my occupation? Who's my wife or who's my husband? How will I raise my kids? And these decisions, how will I speak? What will I be a part of? What what activities will I go to church? Will I study the scriptures? Will I have time? Like all these things shape what happens next. And so, book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, as he comes to the end, he says, before your hair turns gray, you want to remember your creator. He he goes on to say the, the grasshopper drags itself along. What a picture, right? This idea that uh, um, as uh, you you want to uh, 
Remember your creator before you have to use a cane or a walker. By the way, it's no shame to use a cane or a walker. It kind of connects to that first part. Why do you do that? Because it's smart. It's smart. You don't want to fall. You don't want to get in that situation. I know that might be embarrassing. But that those days are coming, and we can rejoice in them. And as you look back to uh, chapter 11, it says to the those who have many years, what does it say? Rejoice in them all. Rejoice in them all. But know this, that there are many dark days coming. It may be a struggle on the outward, but on the inward, as 2 Corinthians tells us, we're being renewed day by day. We have everything we need for today. So before you have a cane, before you have a walker, remember your creator and the decisions you make and the things that you do. He goes on to say, and desire fails. If you have older translations that say the days of the caperberry or whatever, and this is so fascinating to me. Uh, this idea that in latter years, your sensual desire will wane or it will go altogether. And, and for young people, they don't get it. They're like, oh, you know, I, I think about that all the time. I desire sensual desire all the time. I can't even control it. it it's just there all the time. And, and he says, in those days, in those days, Know this, that there's a day coming where that won't be the same. People have long desired some kind of aphrodisiac that would help them through these years. And yet, uh, this is something that has a shelf life as well. That God, He, he gives us that in our youth. And He says, in your youth, in, in, in these days, remember your Creator when your desire is strong. And I would even say it like this. Uh, cause your desires to fit into God's desires for you. He has given you these desires, these sensual desires. And as that, in those things as well, there's a way to please the Lord and there's a way to dishonor Him. And there's a way to take what He has meant for good and to ruin it with your own selfishness. What a beautiful thing for a uh, warning for the young. To say your sensual desire um, is something that will, uh, in the end, be done with. But but know this: that in that today, to remember your Creator. I'll tell you, it's important. Um, you want to make your grandkids uncomfortable? Tell them about it, right? But tell them about it. T- tell them about the sensual desires that they're having and. And just say, I want you to know that even today, even today, remember your Creator. He goes on to speak and kind of tie up this this line of thinking. And he's going to come back to it, tie up this section. And he says, because man is going to his eternal home and the mourners go about in the streets. And he says, remember your Creator before your life on earth is over. I think that uh, we, we all struggle with this idea of giving God the leftovers, right? Do what we want to do when you're young. Live life to the fullest. Forget about it. Just go after whatever. Do whatever you want. You only live once. And then, when you're old, then, when you don't like your life anymore, then, when things are really hard, then you turn to God. I tell you, that's the wrong way to do it. It's the wrong way to do it. There's a preparation to the 
uh, last days. What is the preparation that we would walk with God now? That we would remember Him in all that we do. Remember your Creator before your life on earth is over. He moves on and he, he talks about, and these are difficult to identify. He doesn't give us much uh, description of these pictures, but um, verse 6, he says, before the silver cord is snapped or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain or the wheel is broken at the cistern. And I want to point something out to you. Uh, so uh, some have said, well, the silver cord is the spine and the golden bowl is the brain and the, you know, the, the pitcher is the heart. And, uh, you know, you look at these things and even the, the last, the wheel has broken the arteries and veins. And other people have other suggestions of what these might be. But I want you to get those words, the description of the, the pieces. What are they? I, I tried to read them with emphasis. Snapped, broken shattered and 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 as we look at this uh these words are describing one's body um and and not just the idea of you know um it was interesting on the way down to uh the airport um brandon was trying to describe to little beck he's uh five or six and uh he was trying to describe to him what, um, you know, that they were going to get on a plane and the stewardess was going to, uh, like, give him snacks and water and stuff like that. And, and Beck, you know, he's a big time thinker. I don't know where he got it from, but uh, uh, his dad's the same way. He's overthinking everything. And he goes, now, now, dad, uh, if I get a cut on the plane, will the stewardess bring me a band-aid? And uh, Brandon assured him that they would have a Band-Aid. I don't know if he really knew that or I'm sure they have one somewhere, right? Uh, but uh, he, he was thinking about this. I want to tell you that these words right here, these words are not words that need a Band-Aid, right? They're words of being done, over with. And, and I want to say it like this. Remember your creator before your body is snapped. Remember your creator before your body is broken. Uh, remember your body, uh, your creator before your body is shattered, broken again. These are the things. This is the picture for you and for me. That we want to remember our creator right now before, before these events, before these things happen. In verse 10, um, he really concludes this line of thinking. He says, and the dust returns to the earth as it was. Speaking of the dust of creation, the dust that, that was the Lord used in his own desire to bring us in his own plan. And he says, now returning to that, returning to that before, uh, b before your physical life is over. And. Then he says, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Very important for us to remember that our spirit, that which is eternal, is designed for the one who made it. And to him, it's designed to return, that we are to be with him forever. This is where this life ends. In verse eight, uh, we see this 
phrase, vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. This is the last time he says this in the book of Ecclesiastes. And as we've studied this, we've heard this over and over again. It's almost haunting, vanity of vanities. And what that is, what is it? It's the idea of meaningless, meaningless. That life is passing. Life is fleeting. And for some, maybe even myself some days in this past study, it's this idea of looking around and going, well, as I read the book of Ecclesiastes, everything that I'm putting value in is being taken away from me. Everything that I thought I was really important doing, uh, God's saying, that's not really that important. And I, I want to tell you that's freeing. That's freeing. It, it should cause our hearts to calm down. It, it should cause us to go, God's got this. He can take care of this. That this too shall pass. Whatever's going on today, this is passing. This is passing. And that we could rest in the perfect plan of God, knowing that He is the one in charge of all things. I have three concluding thoughts this morning. And uh, I haven't decided yet, but uh, we're going to have at least one more message in the book of Ecclesiastes, and possibly two, and if things get crazy, maybe three, okay? Not, I'm not signing on the dotted line on any of that right there, okay? Pretty slippery, I realize. Um, Concluding thoughts for us today. First of all, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late to remember your Creator. You have decisions today. You have things going on in your life right now. And for you to to stop and to say, what would my Creator have for me today? What does He want me to do? God, God, where are you directing me? I I know I've made... uh, Horrible decisions. I put things in place in my youth. What is going on today? God, how can I entrust you with the things of today? Never too late to remember your creator. Some of us uh, say, well, it's never going to be too late. I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) Right? The second thing I want to tell you, today's the day. Today's the day. Uh, Today's the day for what? To remember our creator. Whatever's going on today. Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't say, God, I got some things going. I'll get back to you uh, when I'm done raising my kids. After the school year. Uh, After I get this new job. After I uh, retire. After, like, it's not for after. It's not for later. It's time is now. Today is the day. Thirdly, I want to say this. It's good for you. It's good for you to remember your Creator. Fullness of life, joy, happiness, comfort, security is not found in you doing your own thing without your Creator. It's you being in relationship with Him. God designed you And loved you so much that He sent His Son to die for you. That He would remove the barrier of your sins, your failings, my failings, my sins against, my selfishness, my pride. He sent His Son to die for us that we might have relationship with Him. And you know what's best for us? Is to be in relationship with Him. It's best for us. 
Sometimes we fight against this and we say, oh, I got a better idea. No, you don't. Forgive me for saying it so plainly. Your ideas are dumb. They're dumb. They're hurtful to your own soul. They, they send you down to paths that leave you empty. And God extends his hand to you and he says, I want you to be part of my family. I want you to be mine. I want you to follow after me. It's good for you. As we continue in our study next week, we'll be looking at the conclusion of our time, a simple conclusion. Uh, please join with me in prayer. Father God, thank you for this morning. God, and I ask that your word would continue uh, to penetrate hearts even now and that it would reverberate through this week. Holy Spirit, would you work in us, that you would cause us, convict us, change us, uh, inspire us to be what you desire us to be. God, help us to find the joy that's supposed to be found in the days that we have. God, I pray especially for those who are young, Lord, that you would put Help them chart that course, that course that would love and honor you, that security for them, that they'd be in your forever family, uh, that they would, this temporary life would just be uh, the first few steps uh, into being part of your household forever. God, thank you for this time. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. I want to encourage you to head out to the fellowship hall for a time of fellowship, or as the young people say today, a time of fell, okay, fell. Um, And uh, we'll see you next week.